morning, afternoon, or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. praises of your people today. Hallelujah. I will give you honor. I will give you praise and I will give you glory today, God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Jonathan, Pastor Jonathan, and the team for leading us in worship today. Oh, it feels good in the house this morning. Praise God. I hope it feels good where you are today. I give honor to our pastor and his wife who are having a well-deserved vacation. Um, I know I'm biased, but we've got one of the best. We've got one of the best. Amen. This has been quite a... uh, You may be seated this morning. This has probably been one of the longest journeys I've ever been on putting this message together. But I feel like I've got a word for Life Church as a whole and for even individuals that may be here under the sound of my voice or even tuned in online. Whenever a preacher preaches, it's a message from the Lord, so it's always important. And I'm going to need your help this morning because this word is important. We're going to talk about something today that's probably more valuable than it has ever been. It's something really at the center of what we do each and every day. And when we don't receive it, or we find out that we've purposely been kept from it, there can be an anger, a frustration, a hurt, like none other that has been experienced before. You may even find it unforgivable. It's really at the center of what we teach our children. It's the foundation, it's the cornerstone of everything that we do. Our entire entire judicial system has been built upon trying to find it and deduce what it is. It's the one thing we search for above all, and it's the key. The key is it takes faith to believe it once you feel you found it. And without a doubt, since the advent of social media, it's been more elusive and more hard to find than ever before in human history. The process of putting this message together began about four years ago. I can even tell you the date. It was April the 8th, 2017. It was a Saturday. And like a lot of Saturdays, I was working. I was directing a funeral at a church in downtown Toronto. And in the middle of that funeral service, I got a frantic phone call from my wife. And on the other line, she said, Andrew, where's Noah's health card? I need Noah's health card right away. Okay, what's going on? The background is she had taken Noah to a hockey tournament that he was on in Newmarket. And during this hockey game, that great son of mine, in his ambition and anxiousness to get the puck, went too hard into the boards, got his skate jammed between the ice and the boards, and broke his leg. So Jen tells me on the other line, we're taking him to the hospital right away. I need his health card. So, long story short, I was able to get off work and drove up to Newmarket. And yes, he had broke his leg real nice down there on the bottom. So he was in a cast, and of course, the hospital in Newmarket didn't have any crutches. So we had to go around the city of Newmarket with this young man 
in a cast trying to find children's crutches. And it was when I was walking in a shopper's drug mart about to go through the cash that I found this, Time Magazine. And it literally stopped me in my tracks. Immediately, my heart sank. And I thought, has the devil actually done it? Has he actually found a way to put doubt in the minds of all humanity to the point that no one could ever again find out what the truth was? And not long after this, that same son of mine asked me about something he saw on social media about the end times in the book of Revelation. And there was a part truth to it, but not full truth. And it hit me again how easy it is how quickly any opinion, any random thought could suddenly be construed as truth. And ever since then, I've been extremely sensitive whenever I hear anything about truth. Whenever anybody purports to have the truth. Whenever someone's giving their opinion and framing it as a fact. So the Lord's taken me on a journey these last four plus years and putting this message together. And it's culminated in this morning. The writer of Proverbs, again, around 3,000 years ago, wrote something that very well could have been written this morning. It's found in Proverbs 23 and 23. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Buy the truth this morning. Truth has never been more valuable than it is today. If truth were a stock in the stock market and you had any amount of that stock, you'd be considered an extremely wealthy person this morning. And as valuable as Bitcoin is today, I think it might be about $50,000 for one Bitcoin, but as valuable as that is today, truth is even greater. And how any stock market system operates, it's on supply and demand. And there is not a great supply of truth in the world today, yet it's never been more in demand. It's been said that we're in the age of misinformation. How many people have heard over the last few years fake news? We're living in a world where fact looks like fiction and fiction looks like fact. And the lines between the truth and a lie is blurred to the point we now have your truth and we now have my truth. Now let me tell you this morning, there's a reason it's called the truth and why it's called a lie or lies. There is a singular, absolute truth this morning. And when you admonish your children, you say, tell me the truth. In a court, they ask the witness, tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Why? Because there's only one truth this morning. There are many lies. There are many stories. There are many opinions. There are many theories, but there's only one truth. And the challenge I want to speak about today is how to find and how to buy the truth. And with so many voices in our world today, how can anyone know what's true and what isn't? How do I know what I'm consuming is truth and not just opinion? Where does anyone go to find the truth? Who can you believe? Who can you trust? What source do I go to 
to find the truth. I'll try to tread carefully this morning, but you need to know where you're getting your information from. We just ran into this a couple days ago. We met a medical student that started talking about vaccines. I'm not going to go too far on this, don't worry. I can see, sense the nervousness here. But as he was telling us about his opinion about vaccines, the question was, where, where did you get your opinion from? Where did you get your information from? How can you be so sure that what you're believing is the facts? Our society is so desperate to find the truth, they'll put all their faith into a web link that they just came across on their Facebook or their TikTok without ever considering the source. And my fear is today that that way of thinking is creeping into Christendom as a whole in our church today. And the knowledge of where to find the truth has never been more valuable. Never been more valuable. You see, we've all been given a measure of faith. And the question for you and for me today is where are you placing your faith? We all have it. We all have faith and we all decide where to place that faith every day. So who are you choosing to believe to tell you the truth? I alluded to it a little bit earlier, but one of the most commonly used terms today is the term, speak your truth. Or, here, this is my truth. And now those two terms are quite dangerous. Because that can all be traced right back to the Garden of Eden. Right to the very beginning when the serpent started to put doubt in Eve and Adam's minds. So, well, is that really what Jesus said? Is that really what God said? What the serpent was really saying, well, this is your truth. Your truth is you really won't die. Your truth is you can eat that apple or that fruit and still live. That's your truth. But the truth was their soul would die. Don't get those lines blurred this morning between my truth and your truth. There is only one truth this morning. I don't want to get caught up in your truth. I don't want to get caught up in speaking my truth. I just want to know what is the truth this morning. And it's possible or even probable that someone under the sound of my voice has been listening to so many different voices in our world today that you've become disillusioned. It may be that even this very week you ask God, how do I find the truth? How do I know what is truth? You may have even come today or logged on today asking that same question that the Time magazine cover said, is truth dead? Well, I have this message for you and for Life Church as a whole today, that truth is not dead, but it is just as alive as it was 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. The truth is alive and the truth is well. Praise the Lord. Now, the setting is a familiar one. There's Jesus and his disciples. They've just completed what we would call today the Last Supper. Jesus has just washed the feet of his disciples. He's called out his betrayer, Judas. And he's given the disciples a new commandment that we're all to love one another. And he also predicts that Peter is going to deny him three times over the next few hours. And so that's our setting for our scripture here in John chapter 14. We'll begin in verse 1 where Jesus says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, will believe also in me. Because in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. 
I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. So Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, and how can we know the way? So then Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus declared in that setting 2,000 years ago, hours before his crucifixion, that he was the truth. And I declare again this morning, Jesus is, always has been, and always will be the truth. Hallelujah. Well, you can sit there and say, well, how? You, young man, in your 20s. Come on. I can't pass for right. <laughs> Here, a middle-aged man standing before you today. How can you say that you know the truth and that the Jesus is the truth? Well, my answer is you got to do your due diligence, just like everything else in your life when you're looking for the truth. You do your due diligence and you check the facts. You search out the source to confirm its reliability. And the fact is, Jesus died. Jesus was buried. And Jesus rose again, just as was prophesied and predicted numerous times for thousands of years before that. The fact is, Jesus, after he rose from the dead, was seen by literally hundreds of people. His death and burial and crucifixion cannot be denied. And now if he can do that, I'm just going to tell you right up front, I'm going to look into what else he said a little closer. If somebody lived in this world and died and was buried and rose again, I'm going to look at what they said a little bit closer. And the truth will always be backed up with confirmation. Now we know all of this about Jesus today because of this book. Because of this book called the Bible. Now this book was written over a period of about 1,500 years. That's a long time. 1,500 years ago would put us to about 600 AD. That's a long time. And this book was written over that period of time by approximately 40 different people of diverse backgrounds. Yet it does not contradict itself. Not once. In fact, not only does it not contradict itself, it fulfills itself. In every book of the Old Testament, again, written over a period of hundreds of years by several different people, you'll see the cross of Jesus Christ in every single book. And I don't have the time this morning, and I don't think you would want to sit here as I go through each and every book, but I, if you are interested in it, Pastor Raymond Woodward, CCC in Fredericton has just done a Bible study on just that called Cross Reference. And it is well worth your time if you wanted to log on and look at it. And he shows specifically in each and every book of the Old Testament how it points to the cross of Jesus Christ. Now the odds for that alone to come to pass is impossible to compute. Impossible to compute. 
I saw one number online, and it was the one with a whole bunch of other little numbers on top. And I never did go do good in math, so I don't even know what it means. It's just, it's a lot. Time also doesn't permit me to get into all the archaeological discoveries, all the science that has proven the veracity of Scripture, or even the extreme unlikelihood of all the prophetic fulfillments we see in the Old Testament coming to pass in the New Testament. Now take a look at this. I'm just going to pull this one out for you. And remember, what we're about to read was written almost 2,000 years ago. And it's found in Revelation chapter 13. John wrote this in verses 16 and 17. He required everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. And no one could buy or sell anything without that mark. Now, that doesn't send a shiver down your spine. You're not hearing what I'm trying to talk about this morning. That was written 2,000 years ago. Even if this was preached 50 years ago, you couldn't really understand what the writer 2,000 years ago was talking about. But you and I both have the ability to leave this place and go through the Tim Hortons drive-thru and pay for our coffee with our watch. That's where we're living today. And that was written over 2,000 years ago. I'm telling you, this book is real. This book is the truth. You can bank on the truth this morning. And I need somebody to understand you need to buy the truth this morning. Hallelujah. And there are literally hundreds of prophecies in this book that are just like that one. And even if, if that was the only prophecy that we came across in the entire Bible, that would be enough for me. That would be enough to convince me that there's something in here that I need to pay attention to. There's something in here that I need to be do my due diligence to look it out, search it out. I can trust. You can trust the Bible. You can put your faith in the Scripture this morning. It is the truth. And I found it, and I'm sure you have found that the truth will set you free this morning. It will make you free. I don't need to see another YouTube video of someone speaking their truth to know that there's something in this book that I need to buy into. I don't need to see another website to try to find the truth. The Bible was the truth through 2,000 years ago. It's still the truth today. Hallelujah. Buy the truth this morning. Praise God. In the very beginning of the Gospel of John, he wrote about that Word of God. The very first verse, he says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. A few verses down in verse 14, And that Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus and the Word are the same. Jesus is the Word, and the Word is Jesus this morning. So what are you saying, Brother Andrew? I'm saying that the same way we put the Word to the test, you can put Jesus to the test. And I can testify that not only has He proven Himself to me personally, but He's shown His power to my whole family. 
Some of you know the story. Over 11, I guess it's 12 years ago now, my wife went in when she was pregnant with our daughter. She went into the hospital to do an echocardiogram to take a look at her heart because of the heart disease we have in our family. And the doctor pulled us in after looking at that echocardiogram saying, I don't want to alarm you, but you cannot give birth in Milton. She needs to go to a real bigger, a bigger hospital because it looks like her heart is built backwards. The one side that's supposed to be bigger is smaller, and the one side of her heart that's smaller is bigger. And so we're expecting when she's born that she will be what's considered or called a blue baby. So you need to give birth at the Credit Valley Hospital. Because once she's born, we have no idea what we're in for. So of course, as any Bible-believing Christian, I went to prayer. We prayed and we fasted. And the enemy, I'm telling you, he taunted me, man. I saw three families that month before she was born. Three families that had stillbirths. Three of them. And he kept taunting me saying, same thing's going to happen to you. I just kept going back to that scripture, the prayer that Jesus prayed in the garden. Lord, if it is your will, let this cup pass from me. But if not, you can still be glorified. You can still be glorified. And I'm telling you this morning, she is here today. She wasn't born blue. She was born normal in the middle of the night. Bigger. She has never had an allergy. She's never had an illness or a sickness that we've had to take her to the hospital to. Hallelujah. That's God this morning. That's putting Jesus to the test. We heard last week about Sister Milanka. We heard last week about um, the other miracles that we've seen in our midst. Sister Darian, Grace Adesina, he came through all for all of you this morning. Pastor then, after he said that, made this statement. We have to get back to where we believe the Bible is the Bible. And the Bible is true. Hallelujah. Jesus has done some miraculous things in our lives. So why should we doubt him now? Why should we doubt him now with all the voices out there talking about their truth? By the truth this morning. By the truth this morning. And if you're here today and you've had your sins forgiven... If you're walking in freedom, you have the greatest testimony of all. As great as it is that Jesus will heal cancers. As great as it is that he'll open deaf ears. He, if he has healed you from a sinful past, if he has saved you from a sinful past and put you on a path for glory, there is no greater miracle in this world. There's no greater miracle because that part of you that's eternal is going to live forever. This body you're gonna, this body's going to die. That's the one thing that's certain about all of us. But that spiritual part of us is going to live forever. And if he has saved you, if he, he has forgiven you, if he has put you on the right path, that this morning is the greatest miracle of all. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to hear this morning, don't allow depression. Don't allow anxiety. Don't allow illness. Don't allow frustration. Don't allow fear. Don't allow temptation. Don't allow misinformation to distract you from the truth this morning. Prescriptions. Therapy has its place. Don't get me wrong. It can be beneficial. It can be necessary. But I ask you this. Have you tried Jesus? Have you bought into the truth? I challenge you to focus on Jesus. 
He is the truth this morning. His word is true this morning. By the truth today. Someone today has been searching for the truth. Maybe questioning what being a follower of Christ is all about. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. He is all the truth you will ever, ever need. Jesus was with a group of people in John chapter 8 who were dealing with unbelief. He had just told the woman who was caught in the act of adultery to go and sin no more. And this uh, really aggravated the Pharisees. And so they said this in John chapter 8 verse 13. The Pharisees therefore said to Jesus, You bear witness of yourself. Your witness is not true. How about that? Telling the truth that he's not true. So Jesus goes on in that passage of John chapter 8 to discuss with those around in the temple about who he really was and what was to come. And so he says in verse 30, Jesus spoke these words, or as he spoke these words, many believed in him. Then Jesus said to the the Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word and you are my disciples indeed, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Now don't miss what I said. Don't misquote the verse. Knowing the truth shall make you free. To make something is to create something. The truth creates freedom. The truth creates freedom today. That's why it's so important to buy the truth this morning. Buying the truth will create freedom like you've never experienced before. It is so important to know the truth and not just to believe a version of the truth like my truth or your truth. Praise God. Jesus' discussion continues with the Pharisees in John chapter 8. Verses 43 through 47 says, Why can't you understand what I'm saying? So he answers his own question. It's because you can't even hear me. For you're the, of the, you are the children of your father, the devil. And you love to do the evil things he does. See, he was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. Again, the truth, singular. When he lies, again, plural, many lies, When he lies, it is consistent with his character. For he is a liar and the father of lies. So when I tell the truth, you just naturally don't believe me. Which of you can truthfully accuse me of sin? And since I'm telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? Anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God. But you don't listen Because you don't belong to God. Then some heavy words. So to get what I'm speaking about this morning, it requires you to take your faith and put it in Jesus. You got to first believe in God. You got to first take that faith from where you've put it and put it on Him. It's got to be intentional this morning. You must intentionally make a decision about where and in whom you will place your faith. And if you don't focus only on Him, you're going to miss out what God has for you and your family. Think about it. The God of all creation, 
The Almighty God has a plan for you and for your family this morning. So don't miss out on the greatest event in human history, the rapture of the church, because you decided to put your faith and trust in fake news, because you decided to put your faith and trust in misinformation. Buy the truth this morning. Don't buy that knockoff stuff. Don't cheap out. Buy the truth. Hallelujah. Too often we overvalue things in this world. We overvalue our problems. We overvalue our situations. We're in a me generation. Tread carefully. Don't overvalue your problem this morning. Don't overvalue your situation to justify what it's costing you to take your eyes off Jesus. Don't overvalue your situation. Buy the truth. He can handle any situation. He can handle any problem. And I don't want to diminish anything you're going through today because we all have this thing called life that we're walking through. We all have difficult situations that we're walking through. But He is able. He is able, and that's the truth this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We try to rationalize, but the truth, it's too expensive. It's going to cost me too much. I can't afford what it's going to cost me. i got to change a whole lot of things about my lifestyle. Let me tell you, it's actually cheaper because the price, the true price for your debt has already been paid. The true price for what you owe has already been paid. And don't think that because you're living your life on credit. Oh, boy. Just because you're getting away with what you're getting away with doesn't mean you're not going to have to pay someday. Hallelujah. I tell you, that's one of the things I can't stand about logging into my bank account is looking at my credit cards. Because I know that that figure's sitting there, that I got to pay that someday. That's not free money, but I got to pay it someday. And some people live just like that. They live their life on credit. They live their life thinking, I'm not going to worry about today. I'm just going to pay whatever it costs in the future. I'm telling you, that's a heavy price to pay. That's a very expensive way to pay. Because the interest is eternity. The interest on what you're paying is eternity. But I thank God that he's already paid it. He's already paid it. Hallelujah. He's already paid the price. So don't think that it's too expensive. Don't think that it costs too much to buy the truth this morning. It's actually cheaper than what you're going to have to pay in the long run. I'm telling you, this is not fake news. This is the good news this morning. This is the good news that he has paid your debt today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask the musicians to come back. I'm coming in for a close. Our last portion of scripture that I want to go through is found in Matthew chapter 14. Verses 22. The New Living Translation says this. Immediately after this. So what's this? This is the feeding of the 5,000. That's what this is. That's where our setting is. Immediately after the feeding of the 5,000, plus women and children, mind you, 
So immediately after Jesus did this great miracle, this is where we're at. Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. So Jesus says to the disciples, get back in the boat. I'm going to send the people home. I'll take care of all of it. So Jesus was sending the disciples to a place that they were very familiar with. A lot of them were fishermen. So they were very familiar with the lake, very familiar with the boat. So verse 23 says, after sending all the people home, Jesus went up into the hills to pray by himself. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble. Far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. So you've done exactly what Jesus told you to do. You're walking the way Jesus wants you to walk. But now you find yourself in the midst of trouble. And Jesus isn't everywhere to be found. In fact, it seems like he's trying to get more spiritual while you're in the middle of life. And even though you're doing what you know to do, it's dark outside. And now you're far away from the safety and the security of land. You're seemingly on your own this morning, battling a strong wind and fighting heavy waves. Verse 25, about 3 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. And when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost! They didn't even recognize him. They were so focused on what was going on around them, they didn't even recognize Jesus when he came to the boat. And in the middle of your storm, while you're doing what Jesus told you to do, you're in the middle of a fight of your life. And to make matters worse, now there's a spiritual being coming towards you. You're thinking to yourself, what can possibly happen next? You're terrified about what the future holds. It was only a few hours ago that you'll you'll witness one of the greatest miracles you'll ever see. Taking a boy's lunch and feeding 5,000 people, men plus women and children. Just a few hours ago you witnessed that. And now you're in the fight of your life. They were in their fear. Verse 27 says, But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid. Take courage. I'm here. And so then Peter called to him. Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come out to you walking on the water. I don't know what got onto Peter's head. I don't know what he was thinking. To make a statement like that when you're battling in the storm of your life, sometimes you and I will cry out some strange things when we're in the middle of our fear. Sometimes when we're battling heavy waves and raging winds, we're going to cry out some weird stuff to the Lord. Now this isn't in the scripture, but the way mine wine works, I'm wondering what the other 11 disciples are thinking. 
Again, there's a storm going on. The waves are crashing in. The wind is blowing. We don't know if we're going to make it. And this dude is asking to go out walk on water to a spirit? I gotta believe somebody, one of them, Matthew, Andrew, James, one of them said, Peter, what are you doing? We need you here. All hands on deck, buddy. Get back in the boat. Come on. What you're doing isn't making any sense. So what Jesus says in verse 29 Yes, come, Peter. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when Peter saw the strong wind, and when Peter saw the waves, he was terrified, and he began to sink. There's a storm raging. The wind is blowing. The waves are crashing. And now Peter leaves his comfort zone, the place that he knows, He leaves all his friends, all his group behind, and he goes out in faith to go after Jesus. He goes after Jesus, the one who just a few hours ago fed thousands of people. So what happened when he was walking on the water? Did he start hearing all the voices behind him? Did he start getting distracted by all the the misinformation around him? Was he listening to their truth in the boat? And not focusing on the truth in front of them. Was that what caused Peter to start to sink? What was it that caused Peter to take his focus off the truth and onto the situation around him? And it's in those very times when it's just you and Jesus. Just the two of you. You're about to do the impossible. You're about to go through something that seems impossible. Walking on water. And then you start to look around you and you start to hear the voices that are coming from all directions. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, family, work, situation, whatever it is. And it takes your focus off Jesus and you begin to sink. Peter did the only thing he knew to do. When he began to sink, he cried out, Save me, Lord, he shouted. And Jesus immediately immediately he reached out grabbed him I like that Jesus grabbed Peter Peter didn't have to grab a hold of Jesus all Peter had to do was put his hand out and Jesus grabbed him any parent who's walking with small children you don't rely on that three year old to hold your hand or your finger you hold their hand because you know they're going to trip and fall I want to tell somebody Jesus is holding on to you today hallelujah So Jesus grabbed him. He said, you have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. How about that? It wasn't the boy's lunch. It wasn't feeding thousands of people out of a couple fish and five loaves. That's not what caused them to exclaim, you really are the Son of God. It's when their life was a mess and it looked like all was lost. 
And when it was just them and Jesus, somebody hear me this morning, buy the truth, focus on him. Don't listen to the voices that are around you. Don't listen to somebody else's truth. Don't try to create your own truth. Buy the truth. Let's all stand. You may say, but you don't know the storm I'm going through. That's what my truth is. You don't know what's happening in my life. You don't know my financial situation. You don't know where my kids are. You don't know my relationships and what I'm going through. No, I don't know. You're absolutely right. I don't know. But I know somebody who does know. And he's here this morning. He knows exactly where you're at today. And I can testify. I can testify that when you're in the middle of the storm, the winds are blowing, the waves are crashing in, things are not happening the way you thought they were going to happen, life is not taking you in the direction you thought it was going to take you, and you find yourself in the middle of what's going to happen next, what can possibly go wrong next, if you will just focus on Him, if you will just shut out all the other information, all the naysayers, all the other stuff that's out there, and just focus on Him, the truth, the still small voice. Your storm may still be going on. The storm may still be ravaging around you, but Jesus is just steps away, ready to take hold of you. The truth is, Jesus will change you on the inside, no matter what's happening on the outside. You can find a place, I promise you, you can find a place of peace and joy, even when chaos is happening around you. You can find that. That's why they call it a peace that passes all understanding. It does not make sense. With everything that's happening in your life, you can still find a joy. You can still find a peace. And I can tell you, that's the truth this morning. Luke O'Donnell said a few weeks ago, get into that secret place, away from the voices, away from all the distractions, and focus only on Him, only on the truth. And I don't know what it is that you have to do to find the secret place. For me, I'm just, this is where the rubber meets the road, folks. I have to either get in my car or get into the basement or just put some earbuds in and just put on some Christian music and just kind of de-escalate a little bit. Maybe you got to listen to a message. Maybe you just got to shut everything out. Maybe you got to go for a walk. Whatever you got to do to focus on only Him, you got to do that this morning because you got to buy the truth today. You got to buy the truth. There's a lot of misinformation out there, but find that secret place and focus only on Him. Hallelujah. The truth is, His presence is real, His presence is overwhelming. We felt it this morning here. I trust that you online felt it when we were worshiping. The truth is, when Jesus forgives a sinner, that life is changed. The truth is, that life has changed this morning. Now you can stand on the sidelines and name every reason why you can't invite Jesus into your boat. But by doing so, I promise you, you're going to miss out on the true purpose that God has for you. You're going to miss out on the true purpose God has for your family if you don't allow Jesus to come into your boat today. Somebody needs to tune out the voices. 
Somebody needs to tune out all the distractions and focus on the one who's still calling. He's drawing this morning. He's calling on you today. Hallelujah. I know it costs. And I know it may be cheaper and it may be easier to buy the knockoff stuff. But the truth is here this morning. Your eternity depends on what you are buying today. Again, the real thing always costs more, but it will last longer. It costs more, but I'm telling you, it lasts longer. You buy any furniture, you buy anything like that. The real thing will cost a lot more, but it's going to last a lot longer. And I'm urging someone this morning to buy the truth. You might think you can't afford it, but you need to know that you can't afford not to buy it. Eternity's just too long today. Every head bowed and eye closed in the house this morning. I just feel that the Lord has given me this word, this thought for this church and for someone in particular today. The truth is, we're all only on this earth for an infinite amount of time. And then we're gone. We're only on this earth for an infinite amount of time and then we're gone. The question is, what will happen to you when your time comes? for you to breathe your last breath what will happen to your children when they breathe their last breath and it's at that moment that's when it will really matter what did you put your faith and trust into for the truth when you're drawing your very last breath what did you invest your faith in for the truth did you put your faith in the book that has lasted generation after generation it continues to prove itself over and over again is that where you decided to put your faith and trust when your children draw their last breath what will they have put their faith into for truth what will they be listening to to tell them the truth was it on the one who lived who died and rose again or is it some TikTok meme is it on some Instagram post some Facebook claim some website some fly-by-night opinion. In Jesus' name this morning, Father, I feel your presence here today. God, you're speaking to each and every heart and mind this morning. I pray the truth would visit us this morning. I pray, God, as we make this whole sanctuary an altar, as we make this whole sanctuary a place of prayer, I pray, God, that you would walk up each and every aisle. Walk up and through each and every row this morning. In Jesus' name, I bind any distraction in the name of Jesus. I bind all misinformation in the name of Jesus. I bind the enemy from trying to um, dissuade and distract this morning. I'm asking for the one who lives, the one who died and rose again, to begin to minister. I'm asking for you, Jesus, to do what only you can do today. Hallelujah. If you feel this morning to come forward, there's a place in front of this altar where you can come and pray. There's a place here where we will pray for you and with you. Oh, buy the truth this morning. Saint of God, buy the truth. Don't buy the knockoff. Don't buy something that's not going to last. Don't buy something that's frivolous. Don't buy something that's just a knockoff. Well, buy the truth today. You can trust in Him. And if you don't know Him today, do your due diligence. Do your due diligence because I can tell you this morning, 
He is here. He is here. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both, and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.